Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. You may know me as Tommy Oliver. You may know me as the Green Ranger. But I am not the man you know. I am a man from a different reality. I conquered my Earth and became someone infinitely more powerful. I am Lord Draken. Now I'm coming back to this world to conquer the Power Rangers here and everywhere else, wherever and whenever they're hiding. And that's just the beginning. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 113, Ranger Merch Review, Boom Studios Power Ranger Comics, Part 3, Shattered Grid Prelude. Record on March 14th, 2018. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm Chris, also known as Mr. Yellow. And I'm AP, also known as Angry Person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm the other Chris, Toku Chris. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Good. It's been a long time, Mr. Yellow. Uh, yeah. Hey! I'm still here, I think. Good. And hey, Chris. Toku Chris. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hi, Trekkie B47. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's no second Eric here, so... <laughs> Hold on, my son just locked himself in the pantry. Hold on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, we're doing a Darwin's theory of evolution here. So. <laughs> He'll be fine for a few days. There's food in there. Yeah, but is it all canned food? Does he have a can opener? There's like some cereal, some cinnamon toast crunch in there. He'll be fine. <laughs> I think his diet just consists of 100% cinnamon toast crunch. Well, no, today I went to go use the bathroom, and when I came back out, he had managed to get the box of croissants open and grabbed a croissant and was halfway through a whole croissant. <laughs> And he came out, he was all, Dada! Yum, yum! <laughs> so, that was the morning. You better pray they don't make croissant toast crunch. Mm. You know, I tried, like, the French toast crunch, and this isn't, it's not the same. It, it was a bad difference. No, none of that stuff is ever the same. It's like when they re-released the monster cereals there after a while. They're never the same. Unless you go to the Mall of America in Minneapolis, where they serve it year-round, just FYI, in cereal world. Really? Well, yeah. I know where I'm going during the summer. <laughs> Don't go to Minnesota in the summer. It's horrible in the summer. Go in the fall. All right. Uh, we'll <laughs> podcast from Serial World at the Mall of America. Hey, whatever happened with those like live events that Power Rangers were going to do? Like the escape rooms and that kind of stuff. Uh, they escaped, I think. They're still testing it out. They haven't gotten out yet. 
<laughs> well, as the title of our episode goes, this is our third part that we've reviewed or talked about some Boom Studio comics. Previously, the last two episodes were with uh, Jeremy Trace, but now this is the big kind of prelude. We're going to get people up to speed on the last kind of mini arc leading up to Shattered Grid. And for our news, we've got a bunch of Shattered Grid related news items because that's what everyone's talking about because that's the thing that's relevant right now in power rangers because the show's going off on hiatus after when you listen to it on saturday this is the last saturday of a new power rangers episode for you know five to six months shattered grid isn't going on hiatus though and and the comics aren't so we got some pretty cool news items uh, first off, Renegade Game Studios and Saban Brands are partnering to create Saban's Power Rangers tabletop games. And I'm pretty sure that Hyperforce will be a part of that. Hmm. So, inspired by the iconic 25-year franchise, the upcoming tabletop games will be focused on fan experiences that uphold the Power Rangers brand core values of teamwork, inclusivity, and diversity. Featuring the globally recognized Rangers as well as their well-known villains, locations, and more, these games will reward superfans and also intrigue players who have recently been introduced to the brand. So, what do you guys think about this? I think it's great. I think if it's a way to get Hyperforce, finally. Definitely a, a step in the right direction. And it's always something that I thought Power Rangers could do as well, that type of game. Here's my thing. Has anyone ever heard of Renegade Game Studios? Like, just being honest, like, before this announcement? No. It's one of those things that you see out, like, in Spencer's or something like that. Maybe not Spencer's, but you won't find that at, like, a Target or a Walmart or anything. Right. And and I'm looking at their games and I re- yeah. on their website, and I really don't recognize anything they apparently make a scott pilgrim card game oh that's interesting i just like literally none of these reach out to me uh nope nothing yeah same thing yeah so if they can pull something off great but i have no indication of their track record i'm sure it'll be something that's a small release nothing that's huge right but something that'll be fun either way hopefully you know it's something that is available and easily available, not something that you're going to have to order just online. I'd like to be able to see something be successful by going to a major outlet, not Toys R Us, but, you know, like a Target or Walmart or something. Yeah, and let's talk about Toys R Us. I mean, just today, I think they're, they're really closing. This is it. They're filing their stuff for the bankruptcy. Because that's tomorrow, right? On Thursday. Apparently there was a a conference call for internal staff today at their home office where the the CEO, David Brandon, had basically told everyone that, you know, it's a sad day in the company's history, blah, 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 and that they were going to be filing the papers tonight for the court hearing tomorrow and that they would announce Chapter 7 bankruptcy tomorrow, which would then mean liquidation. The only silver lining is there's a report out that CNBC reported on that said that possibly Toys R Us Canada, which is a different branch, right. may swoop in and save some of the better performing stores in the US, up to mm-hmm. up to 200. But I don't know the legitimacy behind that article because at the end of the day, Toys R Us Canada is still in bankruptcy protection too. So that would be like right. you, Eric, having negative $300 in your checking account and going to Walmart and being like, you'll, you know, I don't have $300. I don't have any money in my checking account. In fact, I owe money and I'm working on paying it off. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and buy all these toys because, hey, there's some promise here. And somehow that being okay. I just, I don't see 
yeah. the logic behind it. So, you know, because you take on more than just like a store that goes, oh, you know, hey, our goal was, you know, to sell a million dollars and we sold a million and a half. Yay. Well, that doesn't talk about accident costs. It doesn't talk about your overhead income. It doesn't talk about your net versus your, you know, your actual worth. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really hard to say. Yeah. It's something that I could probably dive into and spend hours and hours researching and talking about. But at the end of the day, it's just the best way I've been telling people is just assume that your local Toys R Us is closing. Yeah. Yeah. In six to eight weeks. In six to eight weeks. Like by June 1st, there will be no more Toys R Us. It's really the end of a huge era. The report came out, I think, two days ago that they actually even stopped paying the vendors. So they stopped paying your, your wow. Haspel. And I'm like, they, they stopped paying them, like, bills and stuff that were due for stuff. So, I mean, they haven't gotten any new shipments to their warehouses. So, nothing new is being shipped to the stores. So, don't go expecting to find a Legacy Zeomizer at Toys R Us next week because it won't be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or any new Legacy figures or anything like that. Forget it. There's no hope for that. Let's be honest. Has anyone found a new Legacy figure in Toys R Us since before, like, no. October? No. No, no, no. Not with that epic wave of, oops, we have all these movie figures. <laughs> God. <laughs> Surprisingly, I hadn't even been able to find the movie figures recently, but that's probably just mine. Probably yours. Your, your mileage may vary. <laughs> Next up, Shattered Grid is on Hyperforce, and they just did part one last night. This was the first time I actually got to watch it live while it was going, and it is nice because I've got a dual monitor, so I'm able to have it on one monitor do some Photoshop stuff on the other. So it was a free Tuesday for me, and it just worked out that way. And I really wanted to see the debut of Shattered Grid on Hyperforce. And for anyone listening who might have missed it, you can actually catch it on their YouTube channel this coming Tuesday, March 20th. But Kyle Higgins guest starred as Colonel Hicks slash... Oh, no! Which was a huge twist. And then Malika Lim, who's... Usually the Game Master, she was actually playing too. She was playing Colonel Song, which is a alternate universe version of the character that she was playing during when they went to SPD time frame, who was the new Green Ranger. And I thought the story was excellent. I was very engaged throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I wasn't quite sure at first how they were going to uh, integrate it into Shattered Grid, but they ended up doing a great job of it, and I... I loved it. I really did. I was going to say, I came, I came home from work and being at home to like two. So I turned it on and, and was watching it. And, and truth be told, I fell asleep. So thanks for spoiling it for me. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> for anyone who wants to watch it, it's definitely worth a watch. There's a great segment where if you're not caught up on the comics, Kyle Higgins, like in-person character kind of gave the whole lowdown of what was going on in the Lord Draken world. It ended pretty dark for Hyperforce. It wasn't a happy-go-lucky time. And I think that's the kind of tone we can expect from upcoming Shattered Grid issues. But the big announcement that they had at the end of the show is the next episode, episode 20 of Hyperforce, will see the return of Jason David Frank playing... Lord Draken. Yeah, that's going to be cool to see. Definitely. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to come like all made up in like cosplay with, you know, his the vein makeup and the, you know, all of that. That would be, that would be pretty awesome. Question for you guys since you watched it last night live. 
Yeah. Um, and then I was watching the, the replay video on it. Like, how do you feel about... I just found it very symbolic, so to speak. Number one, props to the guy that was running the, the music board behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. cow, the music was on point. Yeah. yeah, like he was... That guy was just on point on top of all of it. But did anyone feel how... And I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. Just like how similar or how it almost like symbolized some sort of battle between light-hearted goofiness and the seriousness like the seriousness the fans want the light-hearted goofiness that power rangers seems to have been in the last you know five six years um especially mm. between like uh, christina and megan's characters and how they were always being <laughs> silly and trying to goof around the entire time and and you could tell zach was like trying to keep them on task like right you don't you don't get it like like we could kill your character in this episode like no why yeah you know, you're gonna have to you gotta be serious for a moment here but they kept making jokes and spinning fidget now he's a fidget spinner which ironically i did laugh pretty hard at that but <laughs> i busted out laughing at that that was legitimately funny and there were other a couple light-hearted moments like the line that killed it for me when they first introduced Colonel Hicks' character and Andre was like, God, I hope he's not sexy. And <laughs> Kyle Higgins was like, think 1980s Michael Bean. And Andre was like, never mind. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh my God. Yeah. So they were definitely keeping it for the older audience. I mean, they, there was a couple swears going on, like cut the sh- I have a question. So, and, and maybe I missed this in the comics, but did they ever say in the comics? Because as far as I know, I'm not exactly familiar with what happened to Rita. Like, I don't think it's ever been expressed, like, what happened. I know eventually, I guess, Draken turned on her and defeated her or something like that. Because she's, like, not in the picture somehow. But then in this episode of Hyperforce, they talk about Lord Zed arrived. And there was a, a yes. battle between Draken and, and Zed. And... Uh, yeah, all I can imagine is that uh, when Rita was defeated or or whatnot, that Lord Zed came in to try to defend that territory, and then he took on Draken and ended up falling too? Or maybe he just gave up and left like he did in Zeo. But did, did we ever know that happened until this episode of Hyper no. Force? No. We, we did not know anything about Lord Zed before this. Okay, that's what confused me, because when I was listening, I was like, wait a second. Like, I didn't know Zed came in. I thought it was just uh, Rita and Draken, and, and now Rita's gone. They never really said what happened to her. And now Draken rules. I didn't know Zed was there. And, and I'll have to go back. I didn't know Scorpina time-shifted and was stuck there either in the comic. I'll have to go back and reread that a little more closely. I haven't gotten back there in my reread yet. Yeah, she was stuck there. Yeah, she said she was stuck there. And I think when the Rangers from Boom Comics went through the portal and defeated Draken, Scorpina was kind of like the last one standing and kind of assumed that power vacuum, you know? Yeah. And and now she's doing the whole Serpentera thing, which I think is going to come into play in part two. It's got to. Did anyone think for a while there we were going to get Serpentera versus the Hyperforce Megazord? I live-tweeted that. I was like, oh. oh man, what are they even doing? And then, you know, the big <laughs> thing came in, and I'm like, alright, well, they're definitely going to save that for maybe an epic conclusion at the end. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Chris, you've been following Hyperforce from the beginning, and what did you think of this tonal shift in the story? I loved it. I think a lot of it had to do with, like you said, the nature of what they were covering. And also the GM this time, Zach, he's kind of more of a no-nonsense way of doing things and yeah. making people roll for things that they may not 
necessarily get away with necessarily. And that's not on any knock on Malika. She's a fantastic GM and knows her stuff. Oh, yeah. But Zach is going to be a little bit more... Uh, ruthless in a lot of ways with cheddar grit and with what zach was doing it was just funny because he kept getting all these bad roles that weren't working in his favor like i felt he wanted to do more damage and i think they were kind of setting that up in the story because marv had that side talk with vesper and she seems a bit more reckless and, and suicidal. Yeah, she is, definitely. And I think my prediction is, I think Hyperforce might end season one with maybe a couple of the Rangers like losing and maybe sacrificing themselves, which, you know, that might be due to the actors working on other projects because Christina V is a voice actress, so yeah. she's got some probably big projects coming up so you can kind of see that they're leaning that way with the direction of, of the story yeah i can see that and um i would love obviously to get a season two peter kind of mentioned this in the interview that he did with with hussin yeah. but if they do a season two he's like oh well i don't know if if all of us will come back or if some of us will get replaced or whatnot. But yeah, I, I can see exactly what you're saying. Vesper is, uh, she's definitely a firecracker, I will say that. Yeah, and it was good for the story because she was the lighthearted bit of it. And some of the stuff was pretty hilarious. Just that interaction, like Toku Chris was saying, about kind of the lighthearted Saban Brand's tone, like the current TV show, versus you know, super realistic drama going on with Shattered Grid. And it, it's a serious event. They're really setting up Shattered Grid to be this dark, epic storyline that we've kind of all been wishing for in terms of consequences and seeing all the Rangers together. I love that Shattered Grid is no longer just a comic project. It's kind of evolving to like this multimedia event. Yes, I'm anxious to see if it's going to expand anywhere else, maybe to, like, Legacy Wars or what have you, you know? Yeah. Well, it's already expanded to Legacy Wars with, like, Draken and uh, Black Dragon, which is cool. I definitely want to see more of that and also Hyperforce in there. And we'll get into our listeners' predictions for Shattered Grid. There were a couple people that are hoping that somehow Shattered Grid leads into the next television series with Beast Morph which might be a cool way to kind of kick it all off. Yeah, I would love that. So next up on our Shattered Grid news, WonderCon Anaheim 2018. There will be a huge Boom Studios panel. This will be on Saturday, March 24th from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. local time. So that's Pacific time. This is all about Shattered Grid. Uh, Lord Draken has returned, and after the events of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 25, no ranger is safe. Join writers Kyle Higgins and Ryan Parrott from Saban's Go Go Power Rangers, and actor David Yost, who played Billy Cranston in the TV series, Daphna Pleben, editor of Boom Studios, Melissa Flores, director of Power Rangers content at Saban Brands, and more to discuss the first ever Saban's Power Rangers comic book event and what it means for the original Teenagers with Attitude. They're really hyping up this panel because they say it will make Power Rangers history with a moment no Power Rangers fan can afford to miss, along with exclusive news and first looks, and it will be moderated by journalist Joshua Yeal at IGN.com. So if you're at WonderCon, it'll be at room 200B of the convention center. 
and they teased a, a lot of it, really hyping it up during the Hyperforce airing, Fireside Chant, and there will be a Hyperforce exclusive cover for GoGo Power Rangers issue 8 and a cast signing after the panel. Yes, need to get that somehow, some way. I know, I really need to get that cover I think it's beautifully illustrated. I like Alpha 55 and the Holographic Rangers. It's a really slick-looking cover. Hopefully, maybe there's a chance they'll sell it online, or maybe they'll be at some other shows. They'll be available there. I'm looking forward to C2E2 here in Chicago because Boom Studios will have a booth at... I don't know if they all have a panel, but they will definitely have a booth at C2E2 here in Chicago. Kyle Higgins will be there, so I'm looking forward to meeting him and a couple of the artists from the actual comic book covers will be there as well. So for me, it's truly going to be a Comic-Con because I'm going to definitely pick up some comics, maybe some variant issues, and talk to these awesome creators. Yeah, I still wish that I could be there, and unfortunately it's not going to be uh, not going to be live-streamed in any way. So we'll know about it, I'm sure, when people start breaking the internet. <laughs> Are we talking about WonderCon, what the reveals are going to be? Yeah. Eric, I think we figured it out last night. Yeah, I think it might be... Uh, I think we figured it out. I think we figured it out, yeah. <laughs> well, knowing some stuff we know, waiting for an announcement of something we know, and catching images before they were deleted by certain people that we know. Yeah. We're, we're pretty sure we figured it out, and then I may have reached out to somebody that I know. Once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we figured it out, and after a brief conversation today, Eric, I think you were right. Oh, Okay, well, that's cool. I think it's going to be coupled with an announcement, too. So Sure. An announcement we've been waiting for. I think it'll be worth the wait, but I just don't want them to overhype it on Hyperforce. Hype, 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 hype. Hype. Uh, but, <laughs> hype. But I think it'll be cool for people that will be at the panel, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, if you're a Power Ranger fan and you happen to be there, by all means. But I almost went. I, I, I seriously thought about it. Like, I had the tickets, like, in my add-to-cart or whatever for the plane ride, and I'm moving in three, four weeks. I'm going to Power Morphicon, which is going to be yeah. way too expensive as it is, just to stay at a hotel and, and eat. As much as I want to be there, and I'd love to be there, and I'd love to, to meet up with anyone that's going to be there, I can't justify the expense. Not when the big 25th anniversary show is happening in August. So sorry if anyone was hoping I'd go and get them covers of the comic. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, it'll be a cool event for people that are going, so who knows, maybe I'll get lucky and when I go to C2E2 next month, uh, there'll be some leftovers I could maybe hopefully grab at the Boom Studios booth, so there's yeah, that. they won't be signed though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be at Power Morphicon, hopefully, so... Oh, well, true. you know they'll have plenty of, of signed copies to give away on their um, Twitch stream. Oh, for sure. Hold on, because it's only 21 episodes, so episode 20 is next week, and then the following episode would be right after WonderCon, is that right? So they'll have one episode to give away signed comics until their season two. No, it's going to be 25 episodes long. Yeah. Really? I thought that they said it was ending after episode 21, or their hiatus starts or something. I didn't know about that, but yeah, I thought the original announcement was for 25 episodes. Oh, well. We'll find out. And then we got some new solicitation covers this week for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 28. So four comics into it. And we figure out that the mysterious figure that they were teasing with the explosion in the background, it's not a hero, it's a villain uh -huh. called the Ranger Slayer. Go Go Power Rangers issue 10 will feature a new evil Power Ranger who works for Lord Draken, the Ranger Slayer, 
who will pilot an abomination of Zord parts featuring the Red Dragon Thunder Zord, Tiger Zord, and Tor the Shuttle Zord in an attempt to destroy the Power Rangers in the past to change the future. And holy Zordon, that Zord... There's a clue that gives it all away. Well, I don't know if it's the same clue that you know of, but there is one clue that gives it all away. Well, the clue I picked up on was during the fireside chat of Hyperforce last night, where someone asked about Kimberly being missing in Draken's world, and why there wasn't a story for her alternate version. And Kyle said, well, just stay tuned. And I know a lot of people, including myself, have theorized that maybe this person, this Ranger Slayer, when we thought it was a hero, was Kimberly Hart, just the alternate version of her. Well, they've said that the person that debuts in that issue is going to be someone that we've had questions about. So A, clue number one. B, it's someone that they know, so there's, you know... Your second clue. And three, that Zord is also made up of the pink crane Thunder Zord, which makes up the wings on the back of it, which would be the only Power Ranger technically still alive in that combination. Because Jason is dead and Tommy's evil. Yeah, I definitely think it's leaning towards alternate universe Kim. I know before we had this information, people were maybe thinking Grace Sterling gets new powers or something. Or it could have been Dr. K. I had a thought at one point that it was Kimberly from the Pink series, and that she got the idea from that gold, that Zord that Goldar made. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. But who knows? We'll find out. But I think the kit-bashing part of the Zord and how it all comes together on that cover looks absolutely incredible where do you see the crane zord on there it's the wings oh the firebird yeah sorry what sorry are the f- crane firebird whatever no that's okay no i was just i was trying to look at i was i was looking at the feet and i'm like can't decipher what the feet are i think it was like comicbook.com thought that it was like the feet from like the frog or something i don't know we'll find out <laughs> that doesn't look like frog feet to me no. anywho anywho <laughs> But no, some exciting things coming up, and we'll go through the issues here. Issue 17 was when this kind of all kicked off, and it was right after they defeated Draken. So, issue 17, some months have passed. They're rebuilding everything, and there's, like, public opinion for the Rangers is is kind of swaying, because during the Draken incident, all the Zords were kind of going wild and attacking various points in the world, and we get introduced to Grace Sterling, who is a pro Ranger supporter and philanthropist, billionaire, who has created this company called Promethea. They're trying to develop plans to help cities like Angel Grove that are affected by these monster attacks, as well as using their technology to bring about a brighter future. At this point, Zordon is still missing he's still in the ether and what i thought was the most interesting part of this issue was that kimberly and trini are on like a mission to another planet and they get back zordon's original staff which was a huge easter egg for super sentai fans because that was barza's staff from jew ranger who we saw briefly in the viewing globe in the actual Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series as as a flashback. So I thought that was a neat tidbit. I've always loved that from that episode. And when I saw it in this uh, issue, I was like, man, somebody is really paying attention. 
I love that. Yeah, they're really putting a lot of detail into this. And I know this weekend I'm going to be doing a complete reread of the entire series. Yeah. Just for all those like little details and hints at what's to come. So they're kind of doing their own thing. And this whole issue, Jason is kind of filling in that Zordon role. He's, you know, got multiple computers up. He's probably having a lot of sleepless nights and maybe missing school here and there to kind of coordinate everything while Saba and Alpha rebuild the command center. So in another part of the world in Oklahoma, Tommy, Billy, and Zach are just helping out a town from a tornado. And I think it's really cool to see the Rangers like not just deal with monster attacks, but kind of do humanitarian things. Yeah, I've always wanted to see more of that kind of thing as well. I always figured what would they do. I know when Zordon didn't really want to get involved in that kind of stuff, but it's it was interesting to see, definitely. Yeah, for sure. After those two big events, we kind of get this nice moment where everyone's going to relax and enjoy themselves, but Jason's still observing and, and monitoring everything. And what I liked about that for Jason's character is really solidifying him as the leader during a crisis. It's something that we did see in the show a bit, but... This is really bringing home the point that Jason is the leader for a reason. And we'll find out later in the arc why he kind of butts heads with Grace. But we get some nice moments with the other characters. Uh, Tommy and Billy are training at the youth center. And this really ties into this whole arc, especially the concluding part of this arc, where, yeah, Billy knows that he's weak and it ties into Go-Go Power Rangers as well, Mm. where he knows he's weak in this whole experience with the alternate universe. He's really stepping up his game physically, and that mirrors what happened in the show too. Like, David Yost got buff (laughs) towards the end of of MMPR and and Zeo. I mean, there's a reason he's got the showing off the guns in, in the intro, so... I really like these character moments in this issue. Yeah, definitely. It was nice to see the day-to-day things. I, I loved them. And then we also had uh, Kimberly talking uh, with her mom about her divorced father's new girlfriend. And then I think maybe Go-Go was in its first issue when this came out. And they mentioned Matthew kind of offhand. They didn't really name him, but they Kimberly's mom brings up her old boyfriend, which really upset Kimberly. Now we know from the most recent issue of kind of what everything happens with that and the distance between them. So it just really goes to show how they're setting things up and how this has been planned from the beginning. Yeah, that really goes to show how much um, interaction Kyle and Ryan the gentleman that writes Gogo, yes. how much interaction they've had. That secondary comic that Gogo can't exist if you don't have the uh, relationship that Ryan and Kyle have to be able right. to successfully write a comic that technically takes place in the past of a comic that's only at the time like 16 issues into its existence in the first place. So yeah. you have to give huge props to them and their friendship and their ability to work together to come up with these little cool nuances that tie the two comics together. When in reality, they wouldn't have to do that at all. It was a neat idea for them to do that, definitely. That's why I'm so interested to see... Because because Gogo Power Rangers gets its own Shatter Grid arc, and it's like, how would they deal with those events when MMPR, the main comic, that's technically their future, and so would they reference things and so it'll be interesting to see really how it all plays out. Is Gogo Power Rangers more of an isolated incident in Shattered Grid that they 
initially don't connect the dots in the main storyline. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that comes about. Kruger's probably going to wipe everybody's memories when they're all done. Oh, God. <laughs> you know they're going to maybe use that at some point. <laughs> But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then we get a nice Trini and Kim moment. They have this girl's night out. And Trini says that she misses being a Power Ranger on normal days when they're just in class and doing regular things like homework and stuff. And she's bored out of her mind. And then Kimberly says that she's worried about Jason because he's always in the command center now. And to switch back, we see Jason fall asleep and... Zach and him have a nice conversation about ranger duties and all of that. But there's a big event that kind of triggers meeting Grace. They save a tower in Dubai from falling over. And then there's this big helicopter that comes out of nowhere. And you've got Grace with a mic saying their downtime is about to end. We get introduced to Grace Sterling. So overall for me, this is a great issue. It kind of breaks apart the main storyline the Rangers are getting back on their feet, and now we get this mysterious new character. Yeah, I like the breakup, but they gave him some downtime. It was uh, almost reminiscent of Go Go a little bit in that regard, that it was just kind of them mm-hmm. doing their own thing. Yeah, for sure. So, issue 18, uh, the dust settles from Rita's global takeover as the government begins investigating the Power Rangers in an operation that will strike to the very core of the team. So we get a little bit of uh, backstory from Grace Sterling. She's asking the Power Rangers for help because a couple of her pilots uh, went missing in the Carpathian Mountains. And they have some very sensitive information that they need to recover. So the Power Rangers do agree to help. And they find this hidden village that has been cloaked by probably one of Rita's spells. And they know that Finster is there and they, you know, really need to know what Finster is doing on Earth and what is going on there. Uh, so uh, they they teleport to this mysterious village and they encounter some creepy people that are looking for the master and um, some things happen. And then Finster appears and said that, Uh, The villagers don't need help because they're perfect just the way they are. And, uh, yeah, so we find out that um, Rita is gone right now, which we'll find out why later in the series, why she's absent at this time. Uh, But Finster has basically been given the run to do whatever he wants, and uh, it connects the one of the annuals uh, because he starts really talking about his art, and we see uh, his sculptor nature come through, and we find out that all of these people in the villages are just his creations, and that they can just burst into putties or, or monsters or, or any of these weird combination of things. Yeah, I liked I liked how they uh, how they linked that, and I know a lot of people they want to see Finster. You know, maybe he's just a victim or whatnot, but. I think he knows what he's doing. Oh, he completely knows what he's doing. He's he's Ron to the core. This whole arc, he's just been like a really shady <laughs> But yeah, so I really like the monsters that come out, like this Carmadillo uh, and, and Borlock, and they really fit within the Jew Ranger theme of the monsters, kind of combining animal with 
you know, regular day objects and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I just really like the monsters throughout this whole arc because they're completely ridiculous. And that several times uh, during the fighting, the Rangers are commenting about how ridiculous these monsters are like their powers, their names, their attitudes. So I just really got to give it to Kyle Higgins and also the multiple artists of this arc because they really capture the wackiness of these monsters. How they use John Oliver as a monster. That made my life. John Oliver as a monster. I must have missed that one. Oh, it's one of the, what was it? About the Olsen twins? Like there's only oh, one. The, oh, 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 oh. the sheeple one. Yeah, the sheeple. Yeah, well, the same same one. Like, you know, there was the sheeple, which was making fun of, you know, that political pundit or whatever his name is. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, one was yeah. like, there's only one Austin. They're just moving really fast. <laughs> I'm glad Kyle watches uh, Last Week Tonight with me because that makes my life. Yeah, and all the, like, conspiracy theories and of, of that monster. I really enjoyed the monster of that issue. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. But, yeah, so Jason and Tommy find the pilots in the dungeon. They find out that Finster is turning monsters and putties into humans to infiltrate society. So they're able to defeat all these creations, and the team regroups in the dungeon to face off with Finster, but he just totally gives up and surrenders to them. Grace ends up making a proposition to the Power Rangers where she could give all the resources of Promethea if they sponsor her, in a way. So, Jason, he's grateful that they got Finster, but he refuses her offer because the Power Rangers are independent. He doesn't want her people getting involved in the fight as civilians because it could get them killed. And Grace says that the offer will always be on the table. Finster is now imprisoned inside the pocket dimension, which I love that they're using that lore from the TV show. And they really expanded on it in the comics. Finster is interacting with Saba and Alpha and he takes interest in Saba, who is, of course, from the future, from this Draken arc. And it ends with another attack from Toronto with one of Fincer's disguised monsters. And everyone realizes that there's way more of these out there than they thought. And it ends with this really sinister look uh, from Finster. And that's the end of that one. And you know he's up to no good. As always. But, yeah, really cool way to get the ball moving. And then we kick off with issue 19. Eager to maintain a relative peace from Rita Repulse's alien hordes and seek a new path to heroism, the Rangers look to Grace's organization, Promethea, for help. So lots of attacks start happening all at once. In Barcelona, there's a giant sloth monster, which, again, is hilarious. Um, And we see more of these character moments because... This whole arc, they're kind of in this holding pattern because they don't know when these monsters will pop up and show up. So we do get some nice character beats. Kim is talking with her dad, who is going to get married with this new girlfriend. He sees Tommy, kind of invites him over, but Tommy declines. Both of their communicators go off, and Mr. Hart thinks that their smartwatches are linked. And they have matching ringtones and it's adorable. So it's kind of setting up that that romance that we see in the show. But not really because of the 
different nature of this timeline and what we'll see in the arc, you know, Kim and, and Tommy really don't know what to think of their relationship, basically. No, and then there's that whole Beta Power Ranger thing. Exactly. That whole pesky thing uh, getting in the way of, of being a Power Ranger and romance. And we see some real fallout from this Draken arc with the Ranger's parents. We just see Billy's mom in this issue, but in a later issue, we see Billy's dad, and he looks exactly like David Yost now, which I thought was a great touch. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed that. And I think that may be why <laughs> why he's on the panel coming up for, for WonderCon. Uh, you know, I, I hope they really touch upon that. So Yeah. And, and he's been really helping promote the comic, too. Which is great, because Billy is really one of the shining characters of both Go-Go and the main storyline, I think. Yeah, he's def- definitely a key character. That's why I'm interested to see where they take his his character. Yeah, and in Go-Go, it kind of sets up that self-doubt that he has, and it ties into Promethea, because in Go-Go, he's interviewing for Promethea position, and then he doesn't take it, and we find out why later in the main series. So that level of interconnectivity is, is really great to see in the comics, and we start to see more pieces of the puzzle as they happen. Mm. And we find out they had to fake a story of why they were missing for four days. So we get a timeline of of what's going on. But they all kind of teleported under rubble. And just to keep their cover, they faked being injured and, and all this stuff. So, of course, Billy's mom is freaking out. Billy's frustrated, but Trini has to have this talk with him. Well, it's like, look at it from her point of view. You know, you were gone for four days and you got to see it from her point of view. And, you know, they, she doesn't know what you had to go through with, with everything. So, of course, they're going to be overprotective. So, they all teleport to Barcelona to fight goth sloth. Dated her in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Rangers have to split up because there's another monster in Toronto. Croverlord. Yeah, Croverlord, which was... Also very hilarious. And they really find a, a great solution. They Zach teleports Goth Sloth to Croverlord just as they're using the uh, his electricity powers. So it's a great solution. And Croverlord basically destroys Goth Sloth for him. <laughs> so they use the combined weapons of the, the, the blaster to also defeat Croverlord. Really great teamwork, a really great fighting sequence. Uh, I love that Zack was the one to come up with this solution to defeat him. And to round out this issue, they go back to the command center with the Fencer's pocket dimension. They're interrogating him. They, they want to know how many of these are around. And they said that, oh, he's lost count. He's created so many of these and just set them loose. And he doesn't track his creations because this is all art to him. And he wants to see the effects of his art. I think that's a twisted way to look at it from, from a monster point of view. Yeah, definitely. But it, it kind of makes sense, you know, when he's doing all this stuff for Rita. And it's like, what does he really see out of all this? But yeah, definitely an interesting point of view. Yeah, and that's why I like about Finster's take in this comic book series, because we really find out his motivations in the annual. 
And it all ties back into this comic. And I think it's great because Rita has control over him, but at the same time, he has all the power to create these monsters. And given free reign, he's doing weird experiments like this. So I think it's a very twisted way. And they were also to able to do that and tie it into this hyperforce one that came out so yeah we got finster five coming up in the series so it'll be interesting to see finster's arc as well as as the rangers yeah i think finster's always been kind of a a character that there hasn't been a lot of exposition done on him so it's good to see him really come to the forefront here yeah and it it really doesn't contradict anything that's happened in the show just because there was so little about him in the show. Do you guys think that the recent little two-page, I don't want to call them synopsis, but uh, like two-page backstory on like Squat and Babu, do you think that's playing up to turn them into like Shattered Grid heroes? Hmm. I've always been super dismissive of those end comics. I'm not talking about the end comics. Oh, I'm oh I know about, what you're yeah, like in Go-Go, especially, like how they just randomly, you know, will show like the origin of Squat or the origin of Babu. And they're oh, both yeah. oh, like, right, right, like, right. characters who just happen to fall in line with a, an evil space witch. I love those. Yeah, they're, they're really setting up because we see throughout these issues, they're really setting up those backstories and the characters. Yeah, Rita is horrible and she's using her position as a conqueror to kind of extort the abilities of the people that she conquers. And we always got that in the show. They were always afraid of her. You know, Squat and Babu are always like, and, and cowering. So to actually flesh out their stories as well uh, has been very refreshing to see. Yeah, any backstories like that, because I know there's a lot of people that are crazy for, you know, Rita's minions. It reminded me a lot of that story in the annual about Goldar and his mm-hmm. his brother and all that. I, I loved that one. I'd like to see some more of those characters. But yeah, and what do you guys think? Because it seems like they're really building up to to Lord Zed now more than ever. And we've even had some uh, variant covers of that featured Lord Zed. And with what happened with Hyperforce, where they mentioned Lord Zed mm-hmm. and how he kind of took over, and there was this power struggle. I really think Lord Zed is going to feature into Shattered Grid somehow. Yeah, I would love to see that, and I understand what you're saying, that they're kind of leaning towards that, and the next couple of issues here, there's a lean towards that part of the season as well, and um, Lord Zed coming on, and that'd probably be something that they would go through next year, Lord Zed versus Draken kind of thing. I think that'd be kind of awesome if this power struggle between Lord Zed and Draken is what ends up defeating Draken in the end. Like, the Rangers take advantage of this power struggle that happens, and and that's the thing that ultimately brings him down. Yeah, that would be great to see. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, because I've always loved Lord Zed. I mean, when I was a kid and Lord Zed happened in Season 2, I was all there for that. Like, I love that intro to Season 2. I love the introduction of his character, and... Yeah, he got bumbly and weird as as the seasons went on. But, you know, that initial second season that he was in, from a villain standpoint, was really fantastic. So to introduce him in a similar epic way in the comic universe 
is going to be a big event onto itself. Yeah, they could do. Oh, they could do. Well, I don't want to say unrated, but they can do like hardcore Lord Zed. Is that right? Is that right, Darren? You like? Do you want to see more? Hold on. Do you want to see more Lord Zed? You have to answer. He's, he starts with Z. Da da da. Is your dad Lord Zed? <laughs> he, he's Lord Zed. This is Lord an exclusive, Dad. folks. Say something to him. Is it is it Zed or Dad? Dad dad dad. Dad dad Zed. Okay. Okay. Keep talking to Do him. Do you like the Gold Ranger? Gold Ranger is cool, right? Is that your dad? He's pointing to where the Golden Power Staff is in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. No, no, wow. he's, not, he's not allowed to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he wants to stop before. Just real quick, um, I got sure. about maybe ten minutes left, uh, and then I got to go. Sure. There, no, don't go get no. Uh, you don't need to go get it. <laughs> he wants to get the staff. No, it's okay. It's charging its power right now, Bubba. What are your predictions? I got maybe fifteen minutes. All right, boys, here we go. I think it's important to note that originally we were all kind of questioning, at least I was questioning, what exactly, how exactly this is going to tie yeah. back into the TV show, right? Because it was supposed to take place after Tommy joins the team, and it was supposed to still be set in the actual TV show continuity. However, that's kind of impossible at this point, unless you do the big gray reset button, which I don't think they're going to do. They've world-built too much yeah. to want to take that down. The only opportunity I see them doing that for is if they choose... Or if, um, for example, if Kyle decides that I need a break after Shattered Grid, I can see them maybe doing something like that to give a new Ryan kind of a fresh shot. Although, part of me thinks Ryan would end up going to Mighty Morphin if that was the case. That's just speculation. I'm not saying Kyle's leaving. I don't have any information about Kyle leaving. Nothing like that. But usually, a lot of times, you don't see a writer stick around for more than a couple years. Um, by the time all this is said and done, it'll be almost into three years. So, that being said, I, I think we will get to the Lord Zed yeah. portion I mean, that storyline's already being set up with the revelation that Rita's already gotten in touch with the Master of Deception to oh, the Green Candle. It's we coming up, but yeah. wow. That, that was such a deep cut when we saw yeah. him. As soon as I saw him in the comic, I was like, holy yeah. crap, this is happening. Yeah, so I mean, they're already setting up that story arc. Granted, the show Lord Zed was here for it. Oh, I guess on the show Lord Zed was not there for it. My mistake. He was there for the second part with the other candles. But... You know, it's one of those things where where do they take this? Because, you know, if they now understand what the future holds, which is White Ranger powers and all that stuff, then what are they waiting for? You know, if, if they know all this stuff, what are they waiting for? If Zora knows he's going to make a White Ranger, just go freaking make the White Ranger and get it over with. Give Tommy those powers now, make him even stronger than the Green Ranger powers, and just go crazy. As opposed to fueling Chaos Energy, you know, every time the Green Ranger fights, and apparently the Chaos Energy is what allows... Uh, is that apparently the connection between Lord Draken and this world is this chaos energy. So maybe there's some sort of connection between Lord Draken and the actual Green Ranger powers, and that's why the Green Ranger powers have to go. You know, that's something we might see. I don't necessarily want to see the White Ranger appear. I yeah. think it's still too early for that. What I, I you know, I, I kind of have my own prediction on this stuff. Like, obviously this is going to screw up At that the point, it's one of those other bad. universe things. Well, yeah, at this point now, it's a whole other universe, but it, it throws the entire multiverse right. into chaos because right. now the Rangers of the past and the Rangers of the future all know each other and they know each other exists, and the, the biggest danger you can do is to be aware of your own yeah. future, which kind of screws the whole fate and destiny thing. So I know we're getting really deep here. It's like, gee, if only we had a couple Ranger teams that did time travel know, and right? fixed the timeline. <laughs> 
well, that's why I, that's where my theory is is Hyperforce could possibly play a role, maybe in like a limited series or something, to go. And I think fix they decided that they needed everything. to find a way to get to the White Ranger or give themselves an out. Maybe that's why they're going to go at a little bit slower pace with Go Go, because I mean, at some point the Green Ranger is going to show up and go go, and then you're kind of in line with this whole story. They've got to get there eventually, but I think they're trying to get there at a good point where they don't interfere with anything else. If that makes any sense. The end of Go-Go Power Rangers is the Green Ranger. Okay. Once they meet up with the timeline of the beginning of the main comic book, that's it for Go-Go. Okay. I just wondered if they'd try to take Go-Go in a different direction because Mighty Morphin has gone in in their own direction kind of thing. I would still want to see a a comic of some sort of like a Power Rangers universe comic mm-hmm. that can explore these different teams and different stories and, and so forth because, I mean, obviously we know we're getting Dino Charge. Right. I mean, just from the annual alone, Dino Charge, SPD, RPM, Time Force, Yo. Samurai. Yes, Zio, obviously. Uh-huh, right, front and center. You know, we're getting all these cool teams, but I, I want to see them for more than just uh, an issue or a special. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I want to see, and I think that's a this is a really good test to see exactly where this goes, and hopefully, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the, like, yes. the sale numbers and the order numbers are for this entire storyline, because I would love to see this reclaim like a top ten spot. Uh, Power Rangers hasn't been number in the top ten mm-hmm. since issue two, maybe three. I have to go back and look. So I'd love to see Power Rangers kind of show up and be like, "Whoa!" I feel like this is a big test. This is Saban Brand's way of testing to see if going past Mighty Morphin if that still captures the nostalgia of other people with these other Ranger teams. And what better way to do that than this epic crossover? So that's my hope, too. I hope Shattered Grid just blows the sales numbers out of the water and shows Saban Brands that, yeah, it's okay to reference the past Rangers and the different events. Like, we're fine with that. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that I've wanted to see for a while. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people aren't in, into the, you know, into the crossovers, but I, I love them, you know, in every way, shape, or form. You know, they don't always work out well, but with the best sort of writing and a little bit of imagination, you know, you can get your your SPD and your RPM, you know, your your Time Force and your Late Speed Rescue. Um, but you know, any, anything like that, you you know. As long as it's handled properly, it can be done. And that's why I get Agreed. so friggin' excited every time one of these new covers comes out. Because the last one with SPD and RPM Rangers versus all of Draken's different centuries, and that's the main cover? Yeah. I lost it. I mean, that's that's my screen right now for, for my phone. Like, I, I mean, to see... All the civilian rangers, you know, the B-Squad, as we saw them in the show, alongside an unmorphed Doggy Kruger, fighting and kicking butt with the RPM rangers. It's, like, it's stuff like this as as a longtime fan, I'm head over heels with this whole thing. Yeah, definitely. And I was, I was, when I first saw that cover, I was trying to think out, think, okay, why are one team morphed and the other one isn't? Um, hopefully it's because... The, they're showing off the B squad, their um, their powers unmorphed, um, yeah. and hopefully it's not because the RPM Rangers can't breathe the air in the SPD dimension. I think it's <laughs> I, th- I think it's that second one uh, because at least they'll be in continuity. 
But, you know, hopefully we'll get a moment with, you know, their helmets off or something. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, we're getting Dr. K. Oh. Although, oh, on the Dr. K cover, the Rangers not from there were morphed. So maybe it is the whole, like, atmosphere thing. Oh, man. I just thought of something. Imagine Dr. K and Cat like, trying to, like, figure something out. Oh, uh, well, even in the descriptions or one of the interviews, they said that, oh, yeah, and we'll see, like, Doggy Kruger talking to Zordon. And yeah. it's like, holy cow. And it's it's those type of interactions that really have me interested in, in this story. Yeah, and it's like, and, and I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm expecting to see, like, like you know, like, Gosei and stuff like that, too, you know. But people can say what they want. It's all part of continuity. Yeah, I have no clue where they're going to take this or, or what cameos we're going to see. And we still got, like, two different annuals or specials coming out, or three. Yeah. I'm definitely going to need a checklist at this point, so I, I'm glad they provided one. Definitely, and that's the key to, to keeping people engaged, keeping people interested. You've got to make sure that it's easy for people to follow because comics can get confusing. Keep them engaged. Let them know what's going on, but tease them a little bit. And yeah, just, just keep it going because it's this, this train is going and I'm ready. This is a question I wanted to ask you guys. So issue 24 uh, features like the end of the, the little baboo and squat side story. So do you think in Share Grid we're going to get these end comics or they're just going to use every single page for, for story because I'm not a big fan of like the two page end stories. So I was glad that, you know, the prelude issue 24 kind of ended it. So I don't want a new one to start unless it's connected with the bigger picture of, of shattered grid. Yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, I've, I've read them. They're funny, but I want the whole issue to be full on, shattered grid action you know maybe if it's just a side story kind of thing but yeah i just wanted all the pages devoted to shattered grid yeah me too i don't want them to waste any story potential yeah me three what do you think darren (laughs) yeah darren four moving on to issue 20 uh this was the big issue that showed off uh the 1969 rangers and the psycho green ranger so what did you guys think of this one i thought it was epic Oh, more Psycho Green. I want to know where Psycho Green went. Where, what's Psycho Green up to now? Where was Psycho Green during In Space? Where was Psycho Green during Lost Galaxy? Where's Psycho Green? Did the Psycho Green Ranger lose their powers just like the Green Ranger lost their powers? Yeah, right, Darren, right? Yeah. Is he going to be showing up in Shared Grid? Who knows? I would love that. Well, how come Dark Spectre didn't know about the Psycho Rangers then if they were looked like his, his assistant? <laughs> you're, you're getting too deep into the grid. <laughs> Get out of the morphin grid, Chris. Get out of the morphin grid. Too much morphin grid energy can... Too much yellow energy. There's a lot of ener- uh, yellow energy on that new cover. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. I want the sixth Ranger cover. That's all I want. Yes, yes. How are they going to do that? I mean, I w- red, blue, and yellow was like kind of like straightforward for the most part. I think they're going to combine green and black because yeah. of, of Mega Force, Super Mega Force. You'll have a pink, and then I just want that epic... Like six slash extra ranger cover. I'm gonna laugh if they do like a six slash extra, and it's like there's Zeo Gold and there's Ninja. Well, Ninja is in the Blue Ranger, so um, you know. Yeah. Oh, there's um, I'm trying to think of a good one. There's like Daggeron. There's Dino Charge Gold. There's 
SPD Omega and that's it. Part of me, my heart would break for Eric, but the uh, part of me would laugh. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we find out that Grace was a former Red Ranger. That was something that they teased about at one of the previous conventions, and I was shocked that you know they killed three fifths of the team. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, it def- definitely was, and it it goes to show how how much of a I don't want to say a jerk, but how Zordon can be. No, Zordon is a dick. We've established this. He's <laughs> he's a huge tool. I'm waiting for some sort of like Gose reference from Zordon. Yeah, for real. Yeah, be like ah, yeah. oh, I, I have a mentor, and he is in slumber. I thought Zordon was the mentor. <laughs> oh yeah. A student. He's a, he's a, student. a disciple. Disciple. Yeah. Well, I think it, it goes to show that yeah, Zoran is flawed. In case you didn't get that from the show, like this comic kind of drives the point home. Yeah, and I think this was the first comic, at least that I saw the most reaction from people. Where they were like, "Holy crap! This series is not fooling around." You know, Psycho yeah. Rangers. It shows that, yeah, Shattered Grid isn't going to pull any punches. I think, you know, the tagline is, no ranger is safe. We're going to get some ranger deaths here. I don't know if you'll get deaths as much as loss of powers, you know? like Sure. Disappeared into the Morphin Grid, never to be seen again. I don't know if Saban would necessarily be like, you know what, Kevin, he really was kind of a crappy Power Ranger. <laughs> Go ahead and off him off, Kyle. And Adam, I mean, come on, dude, three suits... Let's get rid of the green Zeo. There you go. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't want to see that happen. I, I'd hate to see right. like that happen. And I know there was some debate back and forth, like, okay, is that the green Zeo? Like, maybe it was you, Chris, I was debating with. I don't remember whether or not these new sentries are from him in the Shattered Grid storyline. Like, he went to the Samurai mm. future and knocked off Kevin or... You know, because the Zeo crystal exists in Lord Draken's universe, it should be on Earth. And the Samurai Rangers, they're in the same universe as the rest of the Power Rangers, you know, thanks to Bulk and Skull and, and Spike. Um, so therefore, they should be in the same universe, which means they should have the first Samurai Rangers doing their own stuff right now. Yeah. Um, so those powers should exist in the current world and in Draken's world. Um, so is, yeah. is, that, is, is that what, are those two powers, are that from Draken's world, or are those from the Shattered Grid mm-hmm. universe that he's creating? I don't and know, that's, and that's what that's, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like Draken has access to, like, every place. Like, he can go anywhere at this point. I mean, I'm imagining him, like, being in, like, a command center or someplace and, like, accessing the files and seeing, like, there's how many rangers across the spectrum, you know? Or maybe that's how they bring Megaforce in, because all of the ranger keys along the wall, and Gosei seem to have a connection to every single ranger. Ah. I think Lord Draken could go to a parallel Lord Draken universe and steal Lord Draken's powers, so it could be Lord Draken Draken. <laughs> the, the Lord Draken Battleizer. Maybe that's how he gets his powers back, because he lost his powers, remember? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Man, there's so much time travel and, and alternate universe. All right, this is where I have to bid adieu now. Yeah, but before you take off, any big prediction that you have for uh, the upcoming Shattered Grid? Your hot take, your big prediction. My legitimate prediction or my fun prediction? Or both? Both. Uh, legitimate <laughs> prediction, somehow they're able to separate the white and green ranger powers from Draken, and that's how okay. they get the white ranger powers, is my assumption. 
and I don't think I don't think Saba's gone. I think Saba's still alive somehow. But I think that the way it ends, and I have no idea, and I don't think Kyle knows because I think he's still writing it. But the way I see it ending is, I predict they have to use the green candle on Draken. That's why they popped the green candle into the story was to preface it to help take part of Draken's powers away to free up the White Ranger powers, which they they can defeat much easier. That is a prediction. I don't know if it's true. Maybe I'll throw it at Kyle. He'll never tell me. But Fun prediction, Zeogold saves the universe because that's what Zeogold does. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Sorry I wasn't very talkative. I, I had dinner and stuff like that, and I just... Uh, I don't want to be a rude host, but I also don't want to be a rude father. We understand. Appreciate yeah, you guys definitely. putting up with naked yeah. child running around. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go get myself ready for work now and stuff. So, all right, appreciate man. being on. And one of these days, one of these days, I don't know what day it is, but I'll actually be on and available for the entire show. I promise. With AP, right. Right. Uh, yeah. but yeah, with AP. Well, uh, there's your shattered grid right there. <laughs> oh, an AP that actually likes talking to me. Okay, shattered grid. Here we come. Shattered grid. Right <laughs> Crossover confirmed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk right, to you later. Chris. All right, thanks. Later. Bye. See ya. And then there was only one Chris. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into everyone's other predictions. I, I just kind of want to finish up. Yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed issue 20. I thought that was another great milestone, 20 issues. And then, you know, we get 25 issues kicking off shattered grid so um i kind of like how they done like every fifth issue is is kind of a character focus yeah it's definitely a uh like mini celebration yeah and i've said this in a past uh boom studio uh review like at first i hated it like issue five i'm like wait why'd we put the brakes on the main story what, what's going on here and when it happened again for 10 i was like really but then when GoGo started to come out and some of the other threads started happening in the main show, I was like, oh, now I get what they're doing right. with, with these fifth issues. And and I really love the weird metaphysical like Zordon issue where he's kind of seeing the different time streams and he was just floating out in oblivion. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I love that one as well. Showed that Zordon wasn't immune to everything that was going on and that he felt kind of helpless. He could see what was going on. He also talked to an alternate version of himself, which, right. is, which is really cool. I'm really liking how that's going. So, yeah, I think out of the issues, like the side story issues, I think this was the most successful just to really drive the point home that, yeah, there's going to be conflict between Zordon and the Rangers in the future. Yeah. In a way, he's he's kind of human, too, where, you know, he, he makes mistakes. He's fallible in, in his own way. Yeah, sometimes he's his own worst enemy, it seems. Exactly. Which was crazy in in Hyperforce, how they're trying to tie the Alliance and they want to keep Zordon destroyed. Like, the, the Alliance goal is to basically bring back Zordon, which would somehow, like, suck the energy wave back and maybe restore all the villains. To me, that's even a really cool concept, too. Yeah, from what I understand on that point is that... Uh, they want to like prevent the Z wave, so none of those villains are wiped out, so they can yeah. recruit them to the alliance. There's a lot of stuff they got to wrap up in the next oh, yeah. five or, or two episodes. Who, who knows? But I, I think it's really 25. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, 
Because I remember initially, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be like 75 hours of stuff. <laughs> and here we are. I'm making my way through it. That's how I pass the day at work when I'm doing computer stuff, is just put on the podcast to kind of drown everything else out. In a way, I like the podcast version of Hyperforce better, because it's like an audiobook. I'm imagining the characters in the setting and the action and stuff. Yeah, and that's why I tell people, well, if the you know the three-hour thing is a commitment, you know, it just looks like they're sitting there most of the time, but there's different ways to consume it, different ways to support it. And if you find your best way to enjoy it, it's worth checking out. Plug, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, So moving on to issue 21. So after telling her story of what happened to her Power Ranger team, Grace shows the modern Power Rangers her tech company, Promethea, in order to combat the threat of the human-disguised putties. So... We get the fallout. All the Rangers are shocked to hear this news. They had no idea that Power Rangers had been around this long. They get angry that Alpha didn't mention anything, but Alpha, he's just a robot. He's not, it's not his place to tell that personal story. And then Jason is upset that Zordon withheld this information, which was a nice echo to the Power Rangers movie, I thought. Oh yeah, definitely. And I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, exactly. And Alpha's trying to defend Zordon, saying, look, he was going to tell you guys when the time was right, but when is the right time Mm. to reveal any of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Later on, they hear the same thing, when the time is right. Yeah, exactly. So there's that theme going on through here, too. Yeah. So Grace is trying to tell her side as well. She wants to know where Zordon is. She showed up at the command center, which was the big shocker for the last issue. It's like, yeah, I need to see Zordon. And I was a former Power Ranger. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) So she wants to know where Zordon is. They bring her up to speed on, on what's going on. And then she introduces them to Promethea. They take this field trip. And big shocker. We find out that Promethea it looks exactly like Terra Venture yeah. from Lost Galaxy. Yeah, I almost said Terra Nova for some reason. Um, yeah, definitely. When I when I saw that preview where it looked like Terra Venture, I was like, nice, nice foreshadowing. Yeah, super great foreshadowing. Really way to tie it in. And we didn't talk about this in, but in the last issue, they were really mentioning like Nasada and everything oh, yeah. from Power Rangers in space, and it, it's so great, like. Those little continuity references and stuff, it's so easy to just write a throwaway line that for casual viewers, they're like, okay, I guess that's Power Rangers version of NASA. But for all of us fans, that's like a huge dog bone to be thrown at. Yeah, that, that's what that's what, that's what what started to draw me in was when they took, they sent it at MMPR, but they started putting in those little things that show up in later seasons that were mm-hmm. referenced to kind of make MMPR feel really like it was really the beginning of this long thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's what one of the, the best things and why I like this comic book series so much is because with a comic book, you have no budget. Like, you can draw... Like, anything that the writers and and the artists can imagine, they can make happen. And it's so great to see these these every panel is, you know, a great piece of artwork in itself. And things like adding the visual cue that 
Promethea looks like Terra Venture without outright stating it. So for anyone else, they're like, oh yeah, it's a futuristic city. That looks really cool. But for all of us Ranger fans, we're like, holy crap! They're they're bringing in all these amazing references. Yeah, I really appreciate that. As As I said, that's why I'm so excited. That's why I think MMPR is so perfect for this type of uh, yeah thing because it just has all these little throwaway lines that they you know threw in as a plot point to get through the episode, like talked about before the Morphin Masters. Yes, and we're getting them in the free yes. comic book day yes, special. We are. Yes, we are. Oh, and that's something they were literally. It was a throwaway line mm. in like the first couple episodes of Power Rangers, yeah. and we never found out anything about them ever again. <laughs> We're going to find out. And I, I like that because I know Kyle said in one of the interviews that he wasn't interested in like telling the little bridge stories, but he kind of is. And the artists also kind of are because they're putting in these right. little you know details. But I think it makes the whole series much stronger. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And I think that's what people need to see uh, to realize that it's not just typical MMPR stuff. It's MMPR but it's got all these little, well, Easter eggs in the background that are great. I just love them. Yeah, and that's why I'm so excited for for Shattered Grid is because it is going to blandly bring in these crossovers and and really draw people in. But for for us who have been reading it for the past two years, it's like it feels like wow, this is the ultimate payoff for all the variant covers I bought (laughs) and, you know, tracking down these issues and all that stuff. It it feels like, wow, I I can really go back and read this and fully appreciate the story. And that's what I'm going to do this weekend, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It definitely has a good uh, re-readability, is that a word? Uh, but Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has that value where you, you can go back and you can, you know, read it over and, and notice something a little different every single time, you know, in, in each uh, panel, on each page that you look at. Definitely. Yeah. So this was the big Promethea issue. And we find out that Grace has been experimenting on some of these captured Finster people. Like, they have the ability to track their signatures, but there's not enough time to reach them after they transform. Mm. And this weird Tony thing turns out into this nine-headed cat creature called Mr. Meowgi, which, great throwback to, like, gremlins. Oh, yeah. And then the concept that this is literally a monster who is a cat with nine literal lives. And they had to kill off each head. So by the end of it, you had, like these heads just kind of like dead flopping around and it was it was so twisted the artwork was fantastic for this but it was like fascinatingly grotesque yeah it was um i I mean i at first i was shocked when they cut the cat's first head off but i'm like okay well this is this is an evil monster it's not you know everyday house cat kind of thing Uh, but yeah, definitely well done. Definitely great, great art. Fantastic. Yeah, super great. And then we find out that Promethea can also build their own Zords. <laughs> and she corrects them and says, it's not a Megazord, it's a Mechazord. Oh. And we've heard that term before. <laughs> In Megaforce, which I I don't know if that was a little Easter egg or or whatever, but she did say that 
Promethea can't use the morphing grid as a direct power source like Zordon's machines. Now, this is a huge red flag for Jason because he's like, you guys are already escalating the battle and that's one of the Power Ranger rules. And I love that they're referring back to the original rules. Mm. Yeah, no, def- definitely. And then to go back to the, to the Mechazord just real quick, I'd like to think that that was a little Easter egg. But I, I just wonder if it was just an if it was just an accident, but sure. But but still, even still, I'll take it. Yeah, they're they're definitely doing something that uh, that Jason doesn't like. Yeah, and I just like how this whole arc plays out for Jason as well because mm. he has these conversations with Grace, and then when Zordon comes back, he's having more conversations with with Zordon, and Zordon saying, "Look, I can't." You are the leader. I can't make the decision for you. So if you want to trust Grace, then trust her. But just be cautious. And so we get that that teaching Zordon that, we, that we've always had. But at the same time, we're really seeing Jason having to make these difficult decisions. And that was one of the things that, that Grace taught him was that, hey, that Red Ranger helmet is heavier than all the others for a reason. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Zordon has a unique way of trying to teach lessons to people, and that's just another great example of it. Yeah. And so, issue 22, we have Zordon uh, come back uh, with tensions building between the Rangers. They put aside their differences and unite with Promethea to take down a new threat. This intro part, I was so fangasming yeah. because we finally find out where, where Rita has been all this time. And she goes to like this super weird space bar, which we've seen plenty of, of in space. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, those kind of outlaw aliens that we've seen before. Yeah. And I sang the praises on Twitter. Yeah. When I saw that preview page, I was like, of all the monsters that they could use, they go back and they use the Wizard of Deception. It's crazy. Yeah. If you told me a year ago that you'd see the Wizard of Deception in these comics and used for a great story-driven purpose, I'd have been like, yeah, whatever. But here we are. Yeah, and, and he was like the cheapest monster that the, that the old Saban team put together. <laughs> but they made him look bad in this comic. Yeah, they did. I mean, they really made him look great, and it, oh... Yeah, it just I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. And you know, we find out that Rita has this secret and the wizard deception is only going to give her what she needs unless she can freely admit why she's there. Mm. And Rita confesses that she's failed and she's given something away unintentionally and fears the consequences of her bl- if her blunder is discovered and take back what was lost. And that ties in back to Lord Zed too. Yep, I had that same thought. Because Rita confesses she lost something, wants to take it back. That's the Green Ranger powers. It's the Dragon Zord power coin. And if she fails, then she has to deal with the consequences of Lord Zed, which is what we've seen in the show too. Definitely, yeah. When I read that, I get that exact same thing. That's exactly what she's talking about. And yeah, this is like a turn, you know, kind of like a towards the White Ranger powers, maybe a little bit kind of thing yeah and i mean the green candle as soon as i saw the green candle i'm like oh man here they go they're (laughs) they're diving into that lore oh 
it's really satisfying as a fan to to see the payoffs come off in this comic. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, this is the longest-running stretch of Power Rangers comics we've ever had in the franchise's history. So I'm super grateful for any issue that comes out yeah. and keeps the story going. Yeah, and, and it's, it's good comics, too. Great, oh, great yeah. comics. Amazing writing, fantastic artists. The variant covers are fun, even though it stretches my wallet. So I can't sing enough praises about this. But, but yeah, this issue, we finally get a celebratory moment with Zordon, only for them to be like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> so so this is where we get where we get that real talk where Jason wants answers, what's going on, and there's a lot of conflict in the team, whether or not they should partner with with Promethea, whether they shouldn't. Jason is coming from the perspective of, yeah, you know, look, we're just kids, and we're being thrown into this situation. And, of course, you know, we're teenagers. We're, we want to make the world a better place. We are more optimistic. But when you keep secrets like this, it really burdens them unnecessarily. So I can totally see where he's coming from with this. Yeah, and you may think that he's protecting them, but he's actually really endangering them. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that point of view. Yeah, and so they begin to reluctantly work more with Promethea. We have Billy working on hard light sensors for their satellites, and there's a great moment there, again, with, with Tommy, where Tommy wonders why Billy isn't demorphing to work on these projects because they have unrestricted access to the facility. And Billy is so smart because he's like, look, there's security cameras everywhere. We're not going to expose our secret identities. And again, that throws back to the original Zordon rules. Tommy's even suggesting, hey, why don't you just whip up a jamming device to block the cameras when we're around. So I love all these like little solutions that they're coming up with and that they're bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's great that they're hearkening back to that, that they're really taking that uh, keep your identity secret, even though they're working with Grace, they only trust her just this much. Right. And as we'll see a little bit later, that trust is easily broken. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about this sequence in the comics was you've got Tommy and Billy in one lab and Kim and Trini in another. And I loved how they set this up in the comic because they were having parallel conversations and you see, because they end up, I mean, Trini's like, Hey, what's the deal with you and Tommy? And then Tommy kind of starts talking about Kim on his own. And you see that they share a look And it happens, you see it in one perspective of the panel, in one conversation, and you see it happen, that exact moment happen in the other. And that was such a fantastic, just from an artistic and storytelling perspective, that was such an effective way to have that parallel conversation. That was a really great moment for me in in this arc. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that. You're seeing two sides of the same scene, and then you can kind of place the two together in such a way. Yeah. We have this other scene where Saba is playing devil's advocate and he tells Finster, look, this is a pocket dimension. You can do whatever you want because there's infinite energy here. You can make whatever you want. But Finster doesn't even like that idea because he's like, 
there's no one else to experience my art. And it's such a twisted view of how they are twisting like an artist's motivations yeah. with this psychotic monster, you know? Mm. So that's that's a really great other thing that I liked about this. And towards the end, we find out that after Jason begrudgingly accepts Grace's offer, she gives him all this advice and he kind of starts to sympathize with her. We get this like little side comment where uh, one of the lab assistants, Andrea, asks Grace if they know yet, but Grace says that they don't, and when the time comes, they will figure it out. In the meantime, they have a world to save, and of course, we know what that is in the next couple issues because... They have Lord Draken from the universe because when that arc ended, we saw Draken kind of fall into this portal and then be surrounded by these military people. So we knew he was out there, but this is such a big twist that Promethea has him. And I enjoyed that, but I'm just wondering, when does she think the right time is after... Right, like after all these days that they spend together, her thing is like, okay, let the Rangers do their job and focus without any distractions. I get that part, but when they found out, like, what else did she expect them to react? Yeah. You know? I don't know what she expected. I don't think she was really thinking out the consequences. They're teenagers. Come on. They're they're going to be pissed <laughs> off pretty easily. Yeah. Issue 23, Rita finally comes back uh, to her palace, and they have some fixing up to do of their own because the Dragonzord totally trashed it when they were on the moon, which is great. But Rita does this spell, and it's all back to normal. Squam Babu want to immediately attack the Rangers, but Rita's task is now finding out where Finster is. And so I love it. I love that it's still called Bandora Palace, mm. even in the artwork. Like they made no attempt to change that. No. I really appreciate that. In my opinion, it'd be wrong if they did. That's that's what it was. There's no bones about it. Exactly. This is where we get the sheeple battle which was absolutely hilarious yeah. to me. Everything about it. And you find it ironic that it's a sheep monster that's talking about conspiracy theories? Oh, no. It's in the name, Sheeple. I thought that was a brilliant pun. I thought the conspiracy theories that he talked about were so wacky mm. and out there. And I loved the Rangers' reactions to it. I, I loved everything about it. It was awesome. Right. A lot of times they say, well, if there's a conspiracy theory, they're pulling the wool over your eyes. Ah! So I, th- I thought that was ironic. That's good. I didn't think of that. Uh, that's really good. But I loved how they were able to use the dinosaurs. And I love this. Whenever the dinosaurs get to function on their own with their own abilities, the show did not do it enough. Mm-hmm. And I love that the comics are just fully doing that. Just to concur with what you said, I, I love when they fight on their own. I love when any Zords fight on their own, because that's the joke, oh, everybody, you know, they rush to the Megazord, but the individual Zords have a lot of advantages on their own, and, and I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and Billy is able to use the Triceratops Dinosaurd to mimic Sheeple's voice and command his, like, wool creatures to attack himself, and that's how they're able to <laughs> defeat him. And it was, it was so ridiculous, like, when, when he popped off all of his wool, and it kind of exploded everywhere, and they're like, oh, gross, like, <laughs> what's going on? And they turn to these, like, little gremlin creatures or whatever, like, Ugh. some bad 80s movie, and, and we know that Kyle Higgins, 
likes the 80s movies, like, like the sci-fi and all that stuff. It's, so. like, it's like the stuff. Yeah! Oh. The stuff! Yeah. That's exactly what it made me think of when you said that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Great throwbacks. Yeah. And, you know, Kyle Higgins, he's our age. Around our age, he grew up with it. So, mm. yeah, he grew up with the same movies and that kind of stuff. So, like, when he did the Michael Bean thing, <laughs> I knew exactly who that actor was. Yep. There was no me looking at Wikipedia like maybe an 18-year-old would need to do or something like that. I knew exactly where he was coming from with... Michael Bean, 80s, Terminator, all of that. It was fantastic. So before the Rangers have a chance to celebrate, they head back to Vancouver and they see that the soldiers, police officers, SWAT gear, they're quarantining civilians. They're trying to locate monsters. It's a real breach of civil liberties. And Jason is having none of this. He doesn't like that. It's becoming a police state. He just doesn't want anything to do with this. But Grace, she's not having any of his stuff either because she's like, look, we have to do this to rat out the monster and get the job done. It's about getting the job done. And Jason, I think, is really trying to maintain their morality in this situation. Right, their ranger code kind of thing. Exactly. Because... Power Rangers are all about helping people. I think the Grace thing is kind of that police state foreshadowing of what Draken becomes. And the team is well aware from what Tommy and Billy told them. Like, it's a dystopian future, and they want to do everything they can to see that that future or that reality never comes to pass. Yeah, because that could still be a future for... I suppose, for Tommy. Exactly. And they don't want him corrupted. They don't want another person like Grace coming through and making that happen either. So I don't know if Grace quite understands who she has with Lord Dracula. No, she, she doesn't have any clue at all. I thought this was kind of weird, but Finster is in the pocket dimension and he's contented by Rita and then he takes off his glasses and does a little trick with his glasses to make them into a, a wand and he opens a portal back to the moon and it's like wow you could have left at any time dude <laughs> yeah and I, I love that scene specifically where he takes his glasses off and just does whatever i can't think of anything in particular but that just reminds me of so many like scenes i've seen i'm sure in movies and tv where it's something on their person that they don't confiscate and it ends up being yes. their one trip out. Yes, and that was such a clever way to do it because, yeah, the rangers are going to take away his glasses. They're just glasses. Yeah. But no, they're all witches and magic spells. and <laughs> Yeah. So they work a little bit more with uh, Andrea, the scientist, and she's trying to get information on the Blue Ranger, who he is, but he kind of spills the beans that he had a chance to work with Promethea. That ties into Go-Go Power Rangers. And then to wrap up the issue, Billy's kind of checking things out around Promethea and he's finding these power fluctuations and there's these armed guards by a door. So he does his ranger thing and teleports <laughs> so they can't find him. Great use of the teleportation. Yes. And here we are. We find out that the whole time Lord Drekken has been in the custody of Promethea and Grace. And he's like, go on, Billy, say my name. In fact, Lord Drekken demands it. And I was like, oh, shoot. And we're not even in the prelude issue yet. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was great. I, it made me think of Breaking Bad when Heisenberg says, "Say my name." I don't know if you've seen that or not, but I haven't. But I know the reference. <laughs> it did feel like that, where it was like, "Yeah, you know who I am. Say it. Ah, I'm ruining your day." <laughs> <laughs> Evil JDF laugh. Only he can do that. Yes. And as you probably heard at the beginning of the show, there was a, a great teaser for Shattered Grid mm. uh, featuring the voice of Jason David Frank as Lord Drakens. That was very well done. Great. But we finally arrived, the last issue, issue 24, and it's just Billy and Draken, and I loved everything about this yeah. issue. Definitely very uh, intense. Is that the word that I want to use? Yeah, I'll use yes. that one. And I liked it that Rita told Finster that his plan was crap. <laughs> Look, you have all these monsters everywhere. Just activate them all at once and just overwhelm the rangers, which kind of forms a rift between them because he really does consider these like living art installations. And to activate them all at once ruins his gallery night, essentially. Yeah, exactly what you just said. <laughs> That's in, and I find it funny that that's in stark contrast to the TV, Rita, because everybody always goes, why don't they always send all the monsters at once? Right. Yeah, this is like the complete 180 of that. Yeah. But I think at this point, she's so frustrated and, and she's ready to enact her plan, too. Yeah. And then we get this great split panel where we see the earth right in the middle and we see all these like panels that have different monsters in different cities internationally. And it's awesome because all these monsters are in the style of what you would see in Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Yep. And I I think it's fantastic. I love them, and I wish I could be the person that was in charge of naming all the monsters (laughs) because they're just so great. And then they're all split up, and then we get to see Grace's mech in action as well and she starts helping the rangers as well and that was great to see because yeah even though they may differ they still needed her help because this was many many monsters yeah begrudgingly they accepted her help just to name off some of the names that we saw in here we've got private maze who's like this big corn guy in a military uniform and he had a flamethrower which is ironic if you're corn because then, then your popcorn. Like that, that was awesome. Yeah. We saw Manic Mantelope, <laughs> which is like this kind of like African-looking antelope. Yeah, it was weird. And then Jason and all of them form the Megazord, and you've got this beautiful two-page panel where they start kicking monster butt. And right at the top, they form the Megazord, and you see all the rangers in, in the main cockpit. Yep, I love that shot. And we've got the Dragon Zord doing his own thing too, but they haven't combined because they haven't done that in the show yet. Mm. So I like that they still have limitations on their Zords. Yeah, definitely. And so after everything is said and done, the Rangers finally confront Grace at Promethea, and they see Lord Draken, and they're talking... Jason has this huge argument with Grace. Jason's going off on Grace, but as a team, they kind of snap him back into his senses. And it's like, look, 
I think this is really a situation we should all talk about together. Yeah. Which, again, it, it reinforces that teamwork. Jason is not alone in this, and that they can solve it as a team. And I think, again, that's a hard lesson that Zordon had to face, and for Jason, it's also a lesson that he has to come to terms with. Yeah, that he's got some tough decisions ahead of him. It leads into this, I thought this is the best character moment so far in the whole series. Zordon and Jason have this long conversation. And you see Saba in the background, he's taking all this in. And there's one line, and it focuses right on Saba's face, where Zordon says, except that we cannot control everything. And the next sequence... Saba teleports in to Draken's cell. And it was that realization that he had from Zordon where it's like, look, I had the chance to take control of the situation and I didn't back then, but I'm going to now. And he powers up his eye beams and Draken is able to use his agility to dodge the laser and have all of the cable connections sever and he starts rushing at Saba and Saba's doing some more lasers, but he's Draken's using that to, to burst off his remaining shackles and he grabs Saba and snaps off his head and does some magic thing in my bobber and opens up this portal. And here we are. Yes. Enter the shattered grid. So, whew. Can I just say I love the way that Draken is drawn in this whole issue, especially this interaction. Yes. And that shot of Saba's head just laying on the ground is like, it moved me in a weird way. It's disturbing because this whole time I've got Tony Oliver's voice in my head reading Saba's lines. And I love Saba. I have the legacy version of Saba. It's the greatest thing that they ever did, that Bandai America did. And to imagine that Saba, he's a sentient character. And this was the first casualty, even though he's going to be rebuilt in the future, whatever. But he is the first casualty of the Shattered Grid. And that's how they lead into it. And so effective. So effective. When Saba first showed up, I, I was reading the whole issue. Like all of his dialogue, I was reading it like out loud as Tony Oliver. Well, Rangers, I'm from a different dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and as a fan, you can't help but do that. Totally. So, here we are. We asked Ranger Nation in our Ranger Nation answer segment, what is your biggest prediction for Power Rangers Shattered Grid? And on Twitter, Mir at Nightmare10, she said, not so much a prediction as wishful thinking, If Hyperforce is going to be involved with the event, bringing the Power Rangers multiverse together, I think it'd be cool if the events of it impacted Beast Morphers. Have Beast Morphers, set in the future, be fighting a virus-slash-virus-like enemies that Vesper unleashed into the morphing grid that was dormant until now. Not necessarily Vengex, because it doesn't have to be an RPM sequel. Have the spy theme be to make sure no one starts another Shattered Grid-like event. The Beast Morphers team have animals for their motifs to aid them as spies. Cheetah for speed, gorilla for strength, rabbit for cunning intelligence, etc. 
that's just an idea anyway. And I think it's a fantastic one. That would be fantastic. I agree. And for them to be that forward thinking, to fold in that to the comics and Hyperforce at the same time, it would be the perfect combination. It would. And I would love to see that happen. And in combination with this Hasbro stuff, Mm. I I think you've got a real resurgence that's going to happen for Power Rangers if even a fraction of this epicness type of story pays off. Yeah, if it it can, like, bleed over in a good way into the other forms of media, that would be great. Sentai 5 versus Legion at Sentai 5 said, Hoping the Mystery Ranger is from Draken's timeline. I'm thinking Draken will control Dylan through the Vengex virus, take the lights of Orion, steal some Energems, or maybe unleash the Psycho Rangers along with his new sentries. So many possibilities for a large-scale story. And I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Draken starts stealing people's powers and using all these various MacGuffins throughout the seasons, that would be pretty epic. And if, I swear, if Draken gets his own form of Battleizer, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, that's a similar idea to what I was thinking, like that he's going to, there's going to be a scene of him stealing, like he said, the lights of Orion, or stealing like the Energems or the Corona Aurora, you know, just him seizing all these different powers and like mashing them together in one big thing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So many possibilities. I can't wait for this. Yes. Ryan at Linear Ranger said, perhaps the new female Ranger-like character shown on the cover from Gogo Power Rangers issue 9 could be Lord Draken's universe Rita in Ranger form. Could be. Definitely. Because we don't know what's going on with Rita from his timeline. No, nothing at all. Dare Bear at Derek B. Gale said, I expect the Boom MMPR team will still be at the center of the story, and each of their individual reactions with other Rangers will inspire self-reflection and character development. Also, they'll encounter the 1993 versions of themselves and make fun of the fashion. Which kind of happened in the annual when there was that all-black ranger uh, story. 90s Zack encountered (laughs) modern Zack, and hilarity ensued. It did. Scott at Job Corps at DigiRanger1994 said uh, that we're going to wonder where all the other Justice League configurations along the timeline are and why they aren't helping out. I don't think that's going to happen. No, no, I I don't think Superman's going to show up and uh, take Draken down, unfortunately. As as much as I like the Justice League crossover, I think that's out, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, that's completely its own universe, for sure. Yeah. Solomon D, at Solomon underscore D, I predict that it would be more epic than any of the team-ups in the past. Oh, and a splash page with all of the Rangers ready for battle. Oh, my God. If we get some legendary battle-type situation where we get a spread of every single ranger lined up for battle, I will frame that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's cliche, but I can just imagine, like, at the end, you know, they all have their powers back, and they all show up, and they're, like, all pointing their weapons at Draken. Yeah, that would be great. That would be uh, be pretty sweet. John at the Ageless John says, The Rangers all lose their powers temporarily. I think some form of that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Luke Early at Undead Number 9 said, I think everybody will be super hyped going into it, as they should be. Then they will have their favorite Ranger or two be destroyed. Then they will be sad or upset over the loss of their favorite Ranger being killed. I can see that happening, too. 
Oh my god! If Doggy Kruger goes down swinging, I'm gonna I'm gonna shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> Bob at Anime Redneck ninety six said that Doggy Kruger shows up and kicks. Really hoping RJ shows up to also kick ass. And we know Doggy Kruger's in kick because he's on that new cover. Exactly. Like, and he look he looked pissed off. But when does Doggy ever really not look pissed off? <laughs> um, I can't think of a time. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger said, Oh, I can't wait for this episode. My prediction is that it's going to be awesome. And I think he's right. I think he is too. <laughs> Jen Nguyen at Mini Moon 132002 said that every season of Rangers will team up and try to save themselves from Lord Draken and the United Alliance of Evil. And I hope that the Alliance and Hyperforce is, is the same thing as that. <laughs> yeah, I hope it ends up being that as well. And Lothian at Judith Daman said, I don't have any predictions except for the obvious like Grace getting unmasked as the one who killed her co-ranger after the moon mission. Ooh, that would be a twist. Yeah, what a twist. But I'm full of both suspense and fears. I don't want any more dear ranger characters to die, and yeah, that it will happen. Gotta have that drama somewhere. Yep. Excel Hedge had three predictions. Drekken will reveal that he killed his Rita and her crew. The new caped ranger is Mystic Mother in ranger form. I think that was before this yeah. ranger slayer <laughs> uh, came out. And the MMPR are forced to reveal who they are to the public and or their families, which that would be interesting to see the fallout because they have been introducing all of their parent characters yeah, it gives me flashes of uh, Countdown to Destruction when the Rangers revealed themselves yep. at the last hour. So, definitely. I, I could see that happen, yeah. Zachary Shiloh at Zakshi130. By the end of Shattered Grid, the White Ranger and Thunderzords will exist going forward. Definitely a possibility. Yeah, Tommy Brevard Jr. at Kid Flash DBN said, Maybe it's the start of something bigger for the Boom Universe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a solid prediction. Uh, definitely. Precure Game On at Precure Trash. Hyperforce's reinforcements, not getting my hopes up, though. Me neither, but well, it's in the realm of possibilities. We know that. Moment. Although they're still, they're still writing it, Kyle even said on the Fireside Chat it might be interesting. And what he experienced last night kind of turn them around to the whole thing oh, so yeah. if they're still writing it i would love to see them somewhere in this yeah i think he's warming up to it definitely yeah kooky r xoxo at kooky r bot said honestly i don't really have any predictions i am however glad that the hyperforce rangers will get to visit hashtag shatter grid in tomorrow's episode uh 6 p.m pacific standard time <laughs> 9 p.m eastern central time on hyper rpg twitch channel in case anyone wants to watch it'll also be on youtube next tuesday thank you very much for the plug <laughs> of hyper rpg if we haven't plugged that enough already <laughs> glenn Apocalypsis Noctis at underscore Wolfie 7. A grid gets shattered. Nice. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Josh at Coffee 64 said, 
I'm thinking that the main universe Tommy will lose his Green Ranger powers. Later on, he will become the White Ranger and defeat Draken. That would be cool to see. Edward Sanchez at Edward is the man. My prediction for the Power Rangers Shatter Grid is that it will cover every season of Power Rangers and tell stories that the show did not get a chance to do. Hashtag Ranger Nation. Hashtag Power Rangers. Hashtag Shattered Grid. Harry at Hal's Mouse TS7 said, Tommy dies and Zordon resurrects him as the White Ranger. Smiley face. Mr. Mike at Mr. Mike Canada. I predict that Shattered Grid will lead into affect beast morphers somehow. That's my prediction. Again, I would love, yes. love to see that happen. Mm. Tyler Oakley at Ragnarok Flames said, I see them using the event to bring other Sentai series lost powers <laughs> into Power Rangers canon. The brief introduction of Beast Morphers, a potential for Tommy to get a good version of Draken's power, or a mixture of his other Ranger powers. More Tommy focus, unfortunately, parentheses, Tommy sells, and then kind of like a womp womp face. <laughs> Uh, definitely interesting. I can see some of those happening. Sure. Kim, Yi Rim Squad, Beauty and the Beast at T A T Y C W B. I hope for awesome things to happen. I can't imagine what. I hope for big things. Hashtag Power Rangers. I think we're all putting a lot of faith into <laughs> Shatter Grid. Oh, which, by the way, and you pointed this out for me, and in case you didn't know, now Go Go Power Rangers 8 is coming out. On the 21st. next week, yes, on the 21st, and Shattered Grid Power Rangers issue 25 has been moved to the 28th, because I was going on the first round, I was in my calendar, and then they changed it, because they always do, and here we are. So it's still happening in March. They had to put in those Hyperforce Rangers. Exactly. <laughs> on Facebook, Charlie Niemeyer uh, said, we will see... All of Tommy's Ranger identities team up to take down Draken once and once and for all. The fan wanky thing would be to do that. I hope they don't, but I can certainly see that happening. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening, and I would be cool to see on one hand, but I people just wouldn't be, I don't think they'd be overly pleased with that, to put it nicely. Right, right. Jeremy Walker said along the same lines, every form of Tommy will meet. <laughs> That's a lot of Tommy. <laughs> Noah Bowden said that Megaforce will somehow seem relevant. Hey. Yikes. <laughs> Why not? Charlie Shield said one of the main six will die, either going to be Tommy or Kim. And moving to Instagram, Chad Hamilton 458 said most Power Rangers join together against Lord Draken. White Mystic Ranger will die. And yeah, I think all the Power Rangers will get together to defeat him. Like, <laughs> duh! <laughs> Common Ranger Bat, uh, my biggest prediction is that at the end of it, someone will travel time and somehow change the past so as if it's never happened. I would hate for the reset, though. Like, I, I want to see the the consequences. But there is yeah. a special issue that comes at the end of it that is a 40-page finale, quote-unquote. So oh. we'll see. We will. We'll see. Damien Delta 5 
said, my biggest prediction for Shattered Grid is the possibility for Q-Ranger to get adapted as the season following Beast Morphers. Keep dreaming, because it's way ahead in the future. <laughs> Unless Shattered Grid lasts that long, which I hope it does. Or the comics, rather. I do hope that the comics go on for many more years. Beta Ray Blue says, Kimberly dies. Well, there's multiple Kimberleys, potentially, so I can see possibly that happening. Maybe one of them. Maybe a lot of them. Who knows? Mm. So, that's our predictions. Chris, it's been awesome having you on the show again. I definitely appreciate it. It's been great being back and growing a great thing to come back on to discuss because there's so much passion around it right now. Oh, there's a lot of passion, and we're definitely going to have you more on the show, <laughs> not just not just like once every four years or anything. So, where can people find you online? I spend most of my time on Twitter at Mr. Yellow post pretty much crazy stuff but uh i think it's a lot of it's good stuff too i think so too and that's why you're here so thank you (laughs) (laughs) well yeah thanks for joining us on the show ranger nation let us know what you think if you have questions or crazy fan theories email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com we're on twitter at ranger command ph Facebook and Instagram, Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. Uh, We are super hyped for Shatter Grid. We're definitely going to be covering it uh, as it drops. So, an exciting year for Power Rangers, and uh, I'm I'm really jazzed by all this news. So, definitely look for more Ranger Command to happen. All right. All right. See you guys later. Catch you later, guys. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 